the produce guys, Dan and Guido, up next. Yeah, it's far out. <laughs> what do you want from life? Chiquita banana and I've come to say Vegetables are very good for you Mom was right, eating veggies keeps us healthy Apples, peaches, bananas and pears Your produce alone has been worth the trip Live from the San Francisco Bay It's the produce pair your food show on the enjoyment of fresh fruits and vegetables. What's in season? What's fresh? At the store, at the farmer's market, in your backyard, and on your table. Speaking of fresh, here's your host, America's natural grocer, Dan the Produce Man, and Guido the Gardener. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Produce Pair. I'm Dan the Produce Man along with... Guido the Gardener. Yes, that's right, folks. It's a lovely autumn day here in the Bay Area. And on the line with us from Utah is Megan Crivelli, the produce nerd. Megan, Whee! welcome to the Produce Pair. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. Sure. Oh, it's a great pleasure. Megan, you are involved in so much in the produce industry. You have a fantastic website, YouTube channel, because you cover so many different avenues of the industry, growing and shopping and food safety, which is, you know, I'm really big on. It's so it's great. It's your all around produce nerd. Produce nerd. <laughs> I guess you're that. a mom. Yeah. A you mom. are a mom, a wife and a mom of how many kids? Two. Two kids. How old are they? Uh, seven months and 22 months. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So experimenting. Got my <laughs> oh yeah. I, I remember those days very well. I guess you're just constantly experimenting with different things that you can get them to eat or are they picky or what's the deal? Well, for my daughter, who's almost two now, this year's actually been really fun because it's almost been a reintroduction of what I already introduced her to a year ago. So like all of stone fruit was so fun because she doesn't remember stone fruit last year. She tried it then. Then this year is kind of like taste and touch and see and feel and then we'll eat it. So for example, this year took her two weeks to eat an apricot. That was the start. It took two weeks to get the apricot in her mouth. Well, I but bet one... that, wait a minute. If you're talking food safety, feeding a two-week-old apricot to your kid. I mean, you, no. you, get, you get CPS knocking on your door. No, you know. no. The, well, at least it was right one. by that point. She, yeah, well, no, no she, she saw me, you know, for two weeks. I cut the apricot for two weeks. And, you know, she didn't yeah. eat it. I ate it. Or she was just waiting for the right variety. And she saw me eat it. She touched it. And then, you know, it was the whole, like, sensory experience. And then after two weeks, then she she ate it. And then every day she wanted more and more and more and more. So then once the, the plums and the peaches and everything else started coming, it's like you can't eat, you can't keep it out of her mouth. She's so excited to eat it. It's the greatest thing ever. And even now, now that we're like at the end of the season and they don't have as great of a, a variety or assortment, she's still excited to eat the, the different stone fruits. So it's really fun. And But for other things, you know, like when she started, peas were the greatest thing in the whole world. And she loved peas for about eight months. And now peas are just like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And Again, I've had an apricot. Yeah. <laughs> well, an no, apricot for Mom, yeah, where's that two-week-old apricot? Come on. Well, now it's actually really funny because now I'm starting to feed my son. And so we're starting to make purees. It's just yeah. the fruit of vegetable plus water mixed together. And now I tell her, oh, this is, you know, carrot soup or this is plum soup or whatever it is. And like this morning she woke up and she said, can I have some carrot soup? Oh, I said, nice. of course you can have some carrot soup. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> Whatever good. you want. So sure, good. It's Trillion. all about experimentation. And, and you know, all these things you read about, oh, everybody's so 
so worried about feeding their kids. My kid doesn't eat my kid. So it's like once I notice like one thing she's doing weird, I just like try to like nip it in the bud. So like I got this tower so she can stand at the counter with me and we can cut it together. Oh, you know, all these things I'm trying to be really proactive to prevent my kids from not liking to eat good food. So fantastic. Yeah. When, yeah, when, when I got one daughter, she's almost 31 now. But when when she was, you know, that age, two, three, four years old, a lot of it was sweet kind of stuff, mangoes for sure, mm -hmm. sweet potatoes. We made, you know, especially before she was eating a whole, whole lot of salt, solid stuff. It was a lot of that soft puree, but fairly sweet. As she got older, she got pickier. And now that mm -hmm. she's an adult, she's not that picky at all. But it was one of those things we found kind of like an avenue that she liked. We kind of stayed in those <laughs> in that lane, you know. So. Yeah. Well, the way I kind of did it was it's like, okay, I make beans and I just make plain beans. So it's not like I'm not introducing her to beans plus salt plus oil plus anything. Good. No, she's getting beans. Yeah. So then when she eats beans later, she's not going to want all these other things. She's going to want beans. But one thing we did do, I did introduce her to mayonnaise. Now she's asking me for a sandwich <laughs> with mayonnaise. And I'm, so I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to restrict mayonnaise. So I'll give her mayonnaise. But on my sandwich, I'm going to put avocado. I'm going to put meat. I'm going to put other stuff that she maybe won't eat otherwise, but she'll eat it on the sandwich because there's mayonnaise on the sandwich. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's just like with lettuce, she won't eat the lettuce because lettuce is crunchy. It's like a weird texture, even though she sees me eat it every single day, but I can get her to eat the lettuce on the sandwich with the mayonnaise with the avocado yeah, with the meat. I kind of just like take that as an opportunity to introduce her to other foods. So folks were talking with Megan Crivelli, the produce nerd, <laughs> ProduceNerd.com and the produce nerd YouTube channel. Just talking about getting your little ones to getting fruits and vegetables into your little ones, training them while they're young so that they grow into it before they go out on their own and discover all the uh <laughs> the boogeyman, the boog yeah the boogeyman yeah. of the food world. <laughs> Right, exactly. Hey, folks, Megan has written this fantastic book called The Produce Nerd's Grocery Guide, How to Select, Store, and Prepare 55 of Your Favorite Produce Items. And that's coming up right after this and how you can get yourself a copy as well. Don't go away. Hey folks, Dan the Produce Man here. Thank you for tuning in to the Produce Pair Podcast. Be sure to check out our Facebook page and our Instagram page and join the over 7 million people who have viewed the Dan the Produce Man YouTube page. We don't I show you tips on fresh fruits and vegetables and all kinds of other great goodies. So while you're not listening to the podcast, you can tune into our YouTube page and connect with us on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Stick around. The Produce Pair will be right back. This is Graham Care. Hello, here's some more food news that you can enjoy. Prunes and cocoa. Sounds like a cure for something stubborn, doesn't it? But it's actually a remarkable way to get the feel of chocolate without all that fat. Try substituting a puree of prunes or a jar of prune baby food in place of the fat called for in a favorite brownie recipe. You can usually substitute up to half of the butter or oil with prune puree. This recipe calls for half a cup of butter. Simply, therefore, add a quarter of a cup of puree and a quarter cup of butter. To make your own puree at home, simply soak the prunes in hot water 15 minutes and then puree in a food processor or blender. So go on, do yourself a flavor and enjoy your five or more servings of fruit and vegetables every day. That's the good news from the National Cancer Institute. You talk to your kids about drugs and alcohol. You even got through that conversation about sex. 
now, isn't it time you talk to them about lunch? With all the talk about being overweight, experts agree that eating five to nine servings of colorful fruits and vegetables and being active every day will help our kids stay healthy and fit. Eat smarter, be active, get healthy, America. Cornbread had a fight. Beans, Beans knocked Cornbread out of sight. Beans. Cornbread said, now that's all right. Beans. Meet me on the corner tomorrow night. Okay, so we got a food fight between beans and cornbread. I think the beans have a little more punch behind them than the cornbread does. Uh, Yes, I would think so. (laughs) Welcome back to the Produce Pair, folks. Live from her family's road trip, our guest today is Super Produce Mom, food safety expert, farm reporter, and the produce nerd. Megan, you go to the farms. And you film the processes, and that's amazing. I could never get the big farms to let me go and do videos. I got smaller local farms that allow me to do it, but the big farms, you must have had some sort of secret code to get in the door there. I was watching the sweet potato harvest (laughs) and the spring mix packing and the whole bit. I mean, you get in there and and you're able to do this. And it's very interesting because the average person doesn't get to see what happens with the produce Mm -hmm. before it gets to the store shelves. Yeah. Well, actually, there's no secret key. It's uh, lots and lots and lots and lots of asking and maybe like mm, five to 10% of people saying yes, but I keep asking because it's so interesting and you know with my food safety background before i was an auditor so i was going to different operations every day all the time right but you can't bring a camera you you don't want to either right but i wanted to go and be able to show people this side of things because that's what i learned in post-harvest that's what i love it's so interesting everybody eats the stuff and if they don't at least they should know about it you know know all the work that goes into it so i kind of just took it upon myself and said all right let's see what i can do and the whole point of doing it isn't to you know show a bad light it isn't it's really to show exactly what happens and as if you or you know my husband or my daughter me were to go there and walk around the whole point is is for you to see it as if you were there step by step and and all the work that goes through from harvest to packing off to transport and i just think it's so interesting and there's so much work and people don't really realize what goes into it yeah people do not realize the amount of work that goes into it. I mean, it's fresh produce for the stores. Uh, and so there's price shifts at different times of the year due to growing conditions, due to growing locations, moving uh, the mm-hmm. growing locations. Yep. Like we're getting ready to move California to Salinas and Watsonville and that area down to Huron and Yuma mm-hmm. and uh, Nogales and those areas. People don't realize, and even the smaller farmer on top of that, like the small organic farmer, man, that's their life where the whole family is out there. I've been to farms where the whole family, the the farmer, she's out there and her husband's there and the kids are there and they're all working. It's a, there's a lot that goes into it. So when people complain about produce prices, they don't really realize what's behind that and how many people along the way have to get paid for doing what they do to get this to your table. Well, not only that, but when people complain about farm labor, 
offer. Nobody really understands how hard workers in the field are working. I mean, the work that they're doing is incredible. I mean, I just watch them and think, I don't even know if I could handle that for one hour. I no, mean, I did it for one day and it was backbreaking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's unreal the amount of work that they do. You know, everybody talks to this and not about farm workers, but I mean, it's really look at the work that they're doing and then talk about, you know what I mean? And then put that into perspective and then and then make your judgments because it's incredible the work that they do. I spent 30 years basically in retail with Whole Foods Market that prided itself in, in connection with the growers and the farmers. And we would have farm tours of say like produce teams would get together and go and give them an idea as to where this stuff came from mm-hmm. and how it gets to the store. But it is, it really is incredible. Two things, one, how little folks know what it takes <laughs> to get a peach to the store or mm-hmm. the 99 cent carrot or, you know, whatever. They just, they, they don't know. And some of them, frankly, just don't care because it's just a commodity to them. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that, you know, folks like the three of us and others want to make it more real to folks that I'll, I'll mention this and Dan will know what it is. I've been in this game a very long time. And I don't think I have mentioned this word three times since I've been around. And it is product because people in the industry, Dan, you're, you're, you know, people yeah. in the produce product, product, hey, I need product. See, we in the produce world sometimes down play the importance of the food you know it's food it's beauty it's health it's nutrition and and that's one of the things that i think is lacking coming out of the business end of produce is if the carrot grower the celery grower uh and potato growers or whatever if they kind of understood to get more of that connection to encourage folks like you or the three of us to visit and to, to actually show folks what it takes to bring bring that food to their table they'd be more inclined to share what they share what they have there. Well, I will tell you, I just did a survey. I did a mix between my subscribers and Instagram on the things that that consumers are more interested in learning about from the grower, from the grower, the packer, whatever, whatever it may be. And the main thing that people want to learn is the behind the scenes. They want to learn. So it's like, I don't think specifically for in talking about food safety purposes that that people need to invite you know, tons of people to come onto their farm and see what they do. But I think there's a lot of ways that people can make it accessible. Like, you know, they can make videos. It's like you guys are harvesting all the time. Send your anybody out there and take a video. Have your harvest crew uh, supervisor take the video. You know what I mean? Like you guys are out there. Take the video. People want to see. They want to know what's going on. Um, And then they can put it on their website. They can put it on their social media, anything. As long as it's easily searchable when somebody goes to look for it then I think it's great. I think, I think more people need to do it. And it's like, you know, people wonder what should I be posting on social media? What, what do people want to see? Show them what you're doing, you know? Well, yeah. And if yeah, you have that's true, and if you belong to an organization, you look, look at the produce marketing association or United mm-hmm. fresh fruit and vegetable association. There's a lot of chatter right now about getting them to market to the consumer, their associations. I'm sure they can work into their budgets, something for the growers to, you know, who don't have their own production companies or don't have but it's easy to pick up a phone and you shoot yeah you, you yeah, don't need to be, be overproduced at this point. right that's true yeah, yeah. See, growers know how to grow not too much else that's why they're you know the produce industries have usually been the mouthpieces you know that brings something to mind and we were actually discussing this before we before we went on the air is you did a whole thing about apples and it's very interesting because dan and i just did a, a youtube video on apples and different varieties 
varieties and whatnot. Now, the, the money behind mar like Apple marketing and how different it is now than it was even 10, 15, 20 years ago about the, the money they've got behind apples. You, you want to talk some about that, like that interview you had with the pink lady guy. It was fascinating, by the way. Yeah. So yeah, Alan Taylor, he's, he's been along for the ride since the beginning of the prisoner. So he was one of the pioneers of the pink lady, the pink lady apple. And he one of the big things he talks about in the interview was about with the Cosmic Crisp, the new, you guys actually talked about that with the Protus Geek when he was on, uh, the Cosmic Crisp, which by the way, I don't know what you guys are talking about. That is maybe the best apple I've ever tried. Oh, but... they're, they're, they're great. We oh, were just, Guido was on his heirloom apple. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was on that. that yeah, old, it, it, I'm, an old, I'm an old man. I get on those heritage apples. Right? <laughs> yeah, they're so good. No, and I love the heritage heritage apples too, but there are some new varieties that I like. And the yes, the cosmic crisp is one of them. Yeah. So the yeah, so one of the things he was talking about was how there's like ten million dollars that are that are going into that. And the thing that, that comes to mind when you say that is they used to have uh like the stone fruit. I don't know like the exact term, but it was like a stone fruit group in in California where they would do research yeah, and the, the growers California would come in. Tree fruit agreement. Yeah, and then it, right. it doesn't exist anymore. So those sorts of things that they had where they put money to or for example, right now, they still have the California Fig Association, which actually funded my master's project where I did a sensory for fresh and dried figs. And it's like those sorts of things that they're putting money towards. But, you know, I, I, we did all this work to come up with these sensory descriptors. And then you go on their website and they're like, oh, this fig is like a X type of wine. And it's like, you guys, you don't have to pair figs with wine. Like, not, you know, it's not a fancy fig for everybody. Like this can be accessible to anybody. You know, I don't drink wine. I have no idea what that flavor descriptor is. So it's kind of like, sure. you know, they have to put where they're deciding where the money goes. They have their small, you know, different commodity groups or they don't because they phase them out. But if they did have those groups, like the fig group, they could be doing stuff like the apple, right? Or they could be doing money, putting money like this. They could with the stone fruit. Um, but I think that's all just really lacking right now they don't have those groups that are as active as they used to be but that's okay they could put their money towards us yeah and we can <laughs> promote do that yeah. there you go there yeah. you go i mean yeah. you can actually take nice ripe figs clip off the stem obviously put them in a jar grind up some chia seeds throw them in there mash it up with like a mortar pestle type thing throw it in the refrigerator overnight. The next morning you have got fig jam that you haven't added any sugar to or anything else to that you can spread on your toast, top with ice cream. You can do, you know, anything, make a smoothie with it. I mean, it's because the chia seeds will, even though the figs are already pretty much thick anyway, it'll thicken it up more like jam-like. And you can do that with raspberries and strawberries and blueberries and, and on and on and on peaches like you're talking about. And it works and you don't have to add the sugar. Sugar is what's killing people these days added sugar fruit sugar is a different story but added sugars in foods is really what people are getting addicted to that the salt and the fat of course well i mean if you just think about it if you think about fresh fruits and vegetables it's it's when when you're promoting the consumption of them you don't need to promote the consumption of you know fruit plus this or vegetables with a cheese layer and then this and then that you know it's it, it is okay to encourage the consumption of the plain fruits and vegetables because I mean, especially with fruit, I mean, they're so good. They're yeah. so good. Like you don't need to eat fruit with cottage cheese or fruit with yogurt. I mean, you can, but 
they're so good on their own that it's okay to eat them by themselves, you know? Hey, what about pickles with uh, food dyed <laughs> yellow number four? I was, I'm, oh, no, really? I'm not kidding. I'm a pickle guy. I've, be, I've eaten pickles and like Golden's mustard since I was a little kid. And, you know, there's actually now there's a lot of varieties of pickles, which used to be cucumbers, folks, you know, <laughs> <laughs> to stay to stay in the lane of of produce but and there are some that just have you know cucumbers like salt and water and but you look at a lot of those labels of just johnny lunch bucket pickles and they've got food diet i don't yeah. Buy well yeah there's no reason for that that's all for presentation and it's funny that you're saying they're marketing produce to go with this and go with that somewhere around here i've got a book from the united fruit company from the early 30s how to use bananas so they've been doing this for decades what you're talking about bacon is marketing produce with this and produce with that which is fine you know and a lot of boards commissions growers, packers, whatever it is, whatnot, they hire professional chefs to come up with specific recipes. So there's a lot of good stuff out there, a lot of good pairings and matches. However, you know, but uh, in that banana book, you've got bananas with bacon, banana, I mean, all <laughs> kinds of weird things. Some nice recipes in there too, but they were trying to promote the banana out and from for more than just out of hand consumption. But really what you're saying is the best enjoyment is to pick it up and eat it. What? I mean, I get, I get with some vegetables, it's hard to eat, you know, a fresh raw vegetable. I get it. I get it. There, you know, maybe some things you could cook it with, or maybe you just learn how to cook it, you know, sure. roast it in yeah. the oven. You don't need to put anything on it or you can, you can mix but them together as well. Yeah. You can make them together. Vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, but you know, since you mentioned that, I actually, one of the things that I reviewed for my website was a Yonanas. Have you guys heard of the Yonanas? No. Fro frozen Yonanas? dessert maker. Oh, okay. It's actually from Dole who grows the banana, one of the big banana growers, big everything grower. Um, So they came up with this frozen dessert maker um, where essentially you freeze bananas and other fruit. You can mix it and it's supposed to be like a frozen dessert ice cream ice cream without the ice cream sort of thing oh right? yeah i saw that i saw something like that i think it was on instagram something advertised like that. was it just, yeah it just takes the fresh fruit and makes a smoothie like thing ice cream out of it essentially you take fresh fruit cut it freeze it and then thaw it for i think it was like 10 minutes i don't know it's been a few years thaw it for like 10 minutes and then you stick it in this little machine and and then out comes oh, the, wow. the like a, like ice cream a, like a frost like a frosty maker yeah, so actually when I tried it, I really didn't like it because I, I just like bananas fresh and I don't, I don't like them. But I gave it to my brother to try and he started doing all these crazy mixes like he was doing straw, these different berry mixes. I said, but Tim, I don't like frozen bananas. He's like, who cares? You don't need to eat frozen bananas. So I said, okay, make me a, a pineapple mango because I mean, how can you go wrong there, right? Yeah. So he makes a pineapple mango. I'm like, oh my God, this is so good. Can I have another bowl? So, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's just all about mix and match and trying. And yeah. I mean, I do think that's a good idea, especially for kids or, you know, people who are like really big onto dessert. I think sure. Those yeah. sorts of Doesn't... things are great ideas, you know, because the whole thing with that, I, with that is you're making a healthy dessert, you know? Well, you're making a healthy dessert. You're making something similar to ice cream. If you're mm -hmm. vegan or if you're, you can't eat dairy, it's perfect. Yeah. 
you know, and, and, and you can make a specific quantity and not have a, some leftover right. you know, carton sitting around the freezer for a few days. And another thing that I think, if I remember correctly, they advertise it is with nuts and like you can chop chocolate. I didn't try either of those, but if you can do that, I mean, that's great, right? Because those are, I mean, chocolates, who cares? You, you got to enjoy life, yeah. but you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. But, you know, and nuts and whatever, I think it's great. You know what I did just, a, this was just a couple of days ago, because also on, on your website, there was some mentioning about, oh, geez, I've got old bananas. What can I do with them? I've got some wilted vegetables. What can I do with them? Mm -hmm. What happened to me, this is just a couple of days ago, is I had bought a cantaloupe a while ago and we mm -hmm. were all, we were all backed up with fruit and the cantaloupe sit there, sat there on the counter for a little while. Then it sat there on the counter for a little more while. And then by the time I went to cut it, by the time I went to cut it, the flavor had kind of gone flat and it wasn't, it wasn't really rotten, but some of it was really soft and, and it was okay to eat eat, but not necessarily, you know, it didn't have that musky cantaloupe flavor. So what I did is I peeled the whole thing, seeded it. And then I, in the blender, I just put the chunks of cantaloupe in there, no ice, just cantaloupe. And I got mint growing in the backyard and it was just the cantaloupe and mint. And I just whooshed it in the blend in the blender and made basically a smoothie thing out of it. And put it, it in a glass jar and put it in the refrigerator. So, so now, like if I'm gonna make a smoothie, I can take that and maybe add a, a banana in my little protein powder or something. And there you go. You don't have to toss food away because we know all of us do it to a certain extent. But there's yeah. ways to salvage the stuff that you've let go a little bit long. Right. Right. Well, you know, Guido, that's good. So check out my video on my YouTube channel. <laughs> called... Yours too? <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, now it's shared with Guido. So we're, 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 we're going to create our own pretty soon, but this is good. Yeah, we're going to create, Megan, what we're going to do is we're going to, really what we're going to do is we're going to create a fresh produce, hot coffee, and cigar channel. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pro, pro, goes hand in hand. Yeah, coffee. We're, yeah, great, I don't know. We're, great, great for your health. Yeah, we're, we're well, and that's what I. No, I'm not kidding. We're going into hold your thought there for a moment, Dan. Like four day, four days ago, I swear, four days ago, I had my physical, and I'm 65, like and a half, right? And everything's so far, everything's fine. And you only look 65. And I only, and I only look 65. Yeah, look, yeah, look at that. And and uh, you know. It, you know, the nurse was there before. Oh, da, 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 and, uh, oh, you, you, you're still smoking. I said, well, yeah, I enjoy a good cigar every now and then. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't smoke marijuana. Never did either one of them. Thank heavens. But uh, so then when the doctor came in and he knew I have a cigar every now and then and he says, well, Guido, what's going on? You're still I still you're still smoking. I said, yeah, I said a, a very good cigar and a cup of coffee and a good book. If I'm sitting in the in, in, in the evening sometime that doc adds joy to my life and the more joy in my life, the longer I'm going to live. So <laughs> they're actually good for me. And, he, you know, he just kind of because he's a doctor. What's he going to do? He can't really agree with me, but yeah. I, I, I think it's true. My, my doctor in the old days used to give me a cigar here have a cigar wow <laughs> that, was, that was a long long time ago yeah, dr right. harrington god bless his soul oh yeah he he was my doc dr but harrington. I, I was getting at one thing i was getting at guido before yeah, I, yeah I, 
Check out the YouTube channel called Dan the Produce Man. And there's a video in there called Got an Old Melon Hanging Around. And it's very similar to what you did and what you can do with an old melon and it pretty much with any fruit that you don't get to in your refrigerator. Folks, we're speaking with Megan Crivelli. She is the produce nerd, theproducenerd.com. She has written the grocery guide and has made it available for you. And more about it coming up. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Fruits and vegetables for dinner. Fruits and vegetables for lunch. Fruits and vegetables for breakfast. Fruits and vegetables. Don't go away. Dan and Guido will be right back. Hey folks, Dan the Produce Man here. Thank you for tuning in to the Produce Pair Podcast. Be sure to check out our Facebook page and our Instagram page and join the over 7 million people who have viewed the Dan the Produce Man YouTube page. Guido and I show you tips on fresh fruits and vegetables and all kinds of other great goodies. So while you're not listening to the podcast, you can tune into our YouTube page and connect with us on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Stick around. The Produce Pair will be right back. Children learn from role models, so show yours how to eat right. This is registered dietitian nutritionist Toby Smithson. Serve your family a variety of helpful foods at mealtime. Kids will be able to find favorites that way. And respect your child's preferences for what they do and don't want to eat. Try having your child help prepare each meal. Children may be willing to eat something new if they help make it. For more ideas from a registered dietitian nutritionist near you, visit kidseatright.org. Hey folks, Dan the Produce Man here. It's winter squash season. Now, does cutting a winter squash intimidate you? We've got the answers. Check out the Dan the Produce Man YouTube page. And the Produce Pair will show you exactly how to cut a winter squash with ease. No more dangerous struggling with knives. No more mess on the counter. And no more wasted produce. That's right. Subscribe and like The Produce Pair on the Dan the Produce Man YouTube channel. How to cut a winter squash with ease. Oh, that is so good. Gotta love it, man. Welcome back to the Produce Pair. I'm Dan, the Produce Man, along with Guido the Gardener and Megan Crivelli, the Produce Nerd, theproducenerd.com and the Produce Nerd on YouTube. She is happening. Folks, check it out. You got to. Uh, And the Grocery Guide, you've written a very 
detailed produce book, picking out fresh fruits and vegetables and details about them in your grocery guide. I love it. It's beautiful. I, I just downloaded it. I thought I was going to get an autographed hard copy, but <laughs> maybe. I, but I had, had <laughs> is it, is that got a downloaded ever... guide, which is great. You can yes. download this, keep it in your phone. When you go shopping and you see something, you go, oh, let me pull that up in the grocery guide by the produce nerd. It's fantastic. That had to take a long time. Or maybe you're just well, brilliant and it didn't take any time at all. Well, it, it actually started off as like oh this will be my small project while i'm because i come <laughs> up with right. these i come up with these new projects when my babies are coming so this was my my last project for my last baby and but then it turned into okay i can go through i know i can go through and i can make this grocery guide and i have these resources and for the questions i have i can search them but then i thought you know what let's make it better why don't i go to the experts like the people who are working with these right. day in and day out they have the they know what what cultivars are up right now what research is going on this is like their focus day in and day out why don't I go to them and all these people you know welcome me to do field visits and all this stuff so I kind of just took it upon myself and made this a project management project um and I had so there's 26 companies that contributed covering 50, wow. including myself including myself uh, as one company covering 55 different crops and it's fantastic I mean you can see like some companies there's you know multiple pages for one crop and you know some companies didn't put as much but it doesn't matter because what they put was so great everything's so great in there um i'm i'm really happy with the way it turned out i'm so thankful for for everybody participating and how i how i made it initially was an e-guide as you said you just downloaded it it's a ten dollar e-guide super cheap super accessible but i did get a couple copies printed uh just recently because one of the companies asked for a hard copy and i said okay sure like let me figure out how to do this well then i got the hard copy and everybody said well i want the hard copies so i said okay well let me figure out how to get the hard copies so what i think i'm gonna do is <laughs> uh, it's not the hard copy is not gonna be ten dollars because it costs more than ten dollars oh, to no, print yeah. it but um and it's all in color so i said okay let me i'm so my plan now is i'm just gonna figure it out and we're gonna sell hard copies for the holidays and you can Fantastic. give it to whoever you want as a christmas present because anybody can use it it's not gonna change in the next you know 10 years um and just go from there now is that so that you would now can you do that I, first of all i'm not much of a computer guy dan yeah. can tell you that now is that something that you can pretty much with a really good printer or whatever process ha make that at home or do you have to send it out to a printer like a i mean page? i would if if it were me and i wanted to print it i would probably take it to like fedex or something because for one it would probably it's 83 84 pages of color so you would probably use up your printer cartridge it'd probably be cheaper yeah. and it would turn out better in the end you know what i mean or find um, your local independent printer there you go there you go and go there <laughs> you're equivalent <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah we've got a few of them around here yeah that's that would be my suggestion um yeah i just tried to print them out and they turned out way better than i was expecting so i was really happy about that so now i'm like okay yeah let's do let's do hard copies <laughs> okay so tell the folks how they can order the grocery guide so they can have this in their phone and then for the holidays order order a copy to give away yeah so right now it's just right now at the beginning of october when we are recording this it's just uh an e-guide 
you can access it at theproducenerd.com slash grocery dash guide. And then once the hard copies go on sale, I will put them on the same page. So they'll all be accessible there. Fantastic. So again, folks, go to theproducenerd.com, download the grocery guide because it's (laughs) absolutely amazing. And like I said, then you can download it in your computer, put it in your phone and take it shopping with you. Then you take Megan shopping with you everywhere. There you go. (laughs) Except she will not pay your grocery bill. That's right. <laughs> well, one of the things that's really cool in there that that the the different uh, growers and packers added in was different ways to eat. So like we're talking, oh, you can just eat it fresh. Yeah, I get a lot of people don't like to eat fruits and vegetables plain. That's great. In the grocery guide, there's all sorts of ideas for you how to eat it, like the cantaloupes. The cantaloupe grower in there, I think he put four different ideas for different ways to eat the cantaloupe. Is uh, one the of heart- them don't let it get old on your counter? Yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, eat it, eat it quicker, Nimrod. <laughs> well, there and then the artichoke. Uh, I was actually an old friend of mine from where I used to work, and her family grew artichokes, so she contributed to that. She has this, I think, a whole page full of how to cook an artichoke and all the different kinds. I mean, it's great, fantastic. Wow. So there's one of really my cool stuff. Videos is there you go. Cooking artichoke. <laughs> it's um, I started it last year on the San Francisco Wholesale Produce Market at an artichoke supplier, and then I was looking for a nice kitchen to film the rest of it in, which mine wouldn't work. And then <laughs> Corona hit. Yeah, you know, they, you know, so we we had to stop. So, but we're gonna finish it up. I I found the kitchen, and we're gonna finish that video when the heirloom artichokes are in season, and the new seeded variety that they are claiming that is just as good as the heirloom. I'm gonna compare them, and we'll see which one if that new seeded one compares to the heirloom rooted artichoke. Cool. So the grocery guide. We're with Megan Crivelli, the produce nerd, the produce nerd.com, the produce nerd on youtube well if you're interested in how things happen in the produce world before they get to your stores say mm-hmm. or the wholesalers behind the scenes what's happening and again it's not a gotcha type thing it's a matter of interest and it's a lot of fun to watch your videos megan okay so go to the produce nerd.com what are you feeding your in family? your household top yeah. three things. What you, yeah. well right now we're traveling so we're a little bit we're like, right. we stick with the hard, we stick with the apples, we stick with the oranges, we stick with the bananas. That's our good travel food. We don't have the mush. No, don't have and, to worry. Yeah, the mush is no and, good when you're traveling. And no. then what's on the menu? We eat a lot of Mexican food. We eat a lot of beans. And with our Mexican food, we try to make it as healthy as possible. So we eat beans, yeah, like a burrito with beans and lettuce and avocado and meat. Yeah. And my daughter's obsessed with spinach. So she oh, just eat, wonderful. we'll just buy a bag of spinach and eat it up. She'll eat that, just slurp it up plain. Uh, she loves, loves beans. She loves the tortilla too, the flour tortillas. Those are the big hit in my house. And if not, I mean, yeah, we really just eat a lot of Mexican food. And then when we're at home, we'll eat roasted veggies brown rice more mexican food <laughs> but so like today while we're traveling we will stop and eat some beans yeah. just make sure you keep the windows rolled down in that vehicle <laughs> yours if everybody's eating beans. That's hey all. you know what if you eat beans just like with fruit i tell this to my dad all the time it's like cherry season comes around and my dad's like oh man i have you know oh i'm like dad if you ate good year round you wouldn't have those problems like you gotta yeah. keep up you know your body has to get used to the fiber um, so we're we, we're good, you know. If you eat it all the time, you don't. There's no adjustment period because you already your body knows how to digest it. So um. that's right. Summer fruit will keep you regular. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, but once summer's over, you got to go eat, you know, you got to go to the apples, you got to go to the oranges, you got to keep eating fruit. Pears, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah pears. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, and then, and then you can switch over to truffle. You don't like apples and, and pears and whatever, switch to truffle fruit. It's available year round, delicious. And there you go. Wow. Well, Megan, it's been a real pleasure having you with us here on the Produce Pair. Really enjoyed it. And we want to thank you thank for you. taking time out of your trip to spend the time with us. Thank you. Great. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, folks, theproducenerd.com, the Produce Nerd on YouTube. Check it out and think you'll learn a lot of good stuff. That's for sure. Thanks for tuning into the Produce Pair. Until next time, I'm Dan the Produce Man saying it's always best when you get it fresh. And I'm Guido the Gardener, and I will tell you what my Nona Bessie always told me. Manja! Hey folks, if you like what you heard today, stay connected with us on our Facebook page, The Produce Pair, and other social media outlets. Suggestions, comments, questions can all be directed to producepair at gmail.com. That's the word produce and the word pair. P-A-I-R, like a pair of produce guys. That's producepair at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll gather together again next week.